are you rejoicing in life right now? Does your life bring you joy? Or do you feel like you're doing well in the things that are presented to you in life and your different responsibilities? I have a friend named Jack, and uh, he recently revealed to me that he can um, he can talk to vegetables. Like, I, and I know it sounds crazy, but like I've seen it happen. It's it's he has conversations with them, and it's like a two way conversation. I'm gonna write a book about him. It's gonna be called uh, Jack and the Beans Talk. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 114. Uh, we're talking about that it is the season. Tis the season, not for Christmas, but you'll see. Uh, but before that, if you're a first-time listener to this podcast, welcome. And if you've been listening uh, for a while or for the first time and you have not yet rated and reviewed this podcast, please do that because it helps other people find it. The highest compliment you can pay us at this podcast is to share it with your friends and family and particularly on social media. Just make sure you tag us on Instagram, at Thought, all spelled out, or on Twitter, at ManaF4T. You can... See all of our content on our website, manafoodforthought.com, all of our podcast episodes, blogs, all of that stuff, and you can become a financial sponsor for as little as $1 a month when you click on the Patreon tab on our homepage, and you get perks and special things like that, early access to things, things that are in the works, okay? So, uh, would love your support on that. Thank you for doing all of that. Thank you for listening. Let's get into this episode with joy, junk, and Jesus. So, my joy... Um, I'm pre-recording this episode before I go to uh, the Catholic Youth Ministry Convention uh, that Life Teen does. But when you hear this episode, I will have already come back. So I am very much assuming that that will be very joyful, and I'm very excited for it, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode. Um, so that is bringing me a lot of joy. Junk, probably. It's in Arizona. It's going to be hot. Um, I don't like to sweat. Um, I told someone yesterday that when I look at a treadmill, it's suddenly as if my body just dove in the pool and got out. Like I just, I have, I just sweat a lot in, in situations when I'm working out or when I'm hot, uh, it just happens. So I, uh, I don't like that. And so I'm not looking forward to that, but most of everything that we're doing is in the hotel, which is very lovely air conditioned. So I'm excited, but that's still going to be junky, not great with heat. And now that I have this autoimmune disease with, uh, you know, having Hashimoto's thyroiditis, Autoimmune diseases uh, can sometimes be flares and responses, inflammatory responses can sometimes be triggered by too much sun. And so um, I got to be careful there. So anyways, my Jesus moment, definitely going to be that conference. Um, and the fact that it's just, like I said, one big family reunion. I'm very excited for that. And I just know the Lord's going to show up in bold ways. And I'm just excited to be able to worship and be kind of on retreat and see a lot of my Catholic ministry friends from across the, the country and across the globe that I never really get to see except for this one time a year, um, barring another rare exception when we have some other kind of event. But yeah, so it's, uh, as I said in the last podcast episode, this event really sparks the, the summer season for me. And it got me thinking about seasons and how to treat not only summer, but how to really be discerning, like what season are you in, in your faith right now? Um, you know, and I think, there's a way we can enter into summer very effectively for our spiritual life, or we can kind of let summer just kind of overtake us, you know, um, especially for someone who's in college or you have a, a more school year oriented routine. Summer very easily can just become this kind of open-ended free-for-all where each day is flexible and you're just like, okay, I'm going to say yes to whatever comes my way that I like and no to whatever. And we don't do a lot of planning. Well, the problem with that is 
that we need a spiritual routine in our life. We need, we can't just have like seasons of, you know, um, of voluntary desolation in our prayer life. Like that's not healthy. You know, we need to make sure we are staying on top of the things that matter most and enjoying this new season. Um, and that question might also apply to just where you're at in your spiritual life in general. Like you might be in a really great season with the Lord right now, or you might feel like you're in a dark night of the soul kind of spiritual desert right now. And so what do we do when we're kind of discerning the seasons? How do we pay attention to those things um, and, and recognize, like, as it says in Ecclesiastes chapter three, like there's an appointed time for everything, a time for every affair under the heavens. You've probably heard this before, a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot the plant, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. This is old ancient wisdom, uh, Greek wisdom that ended up in scripture that's attributed to King Solomon. But there's one particular verse in that whole passage in Ecclesiastes three twelve, where it says, I have seen, or it starts in verse 10, I'm sorry. I have seen the business that God has given to mortals to be busied about. God has made everything appropriate to its time, but has put the timeless into their hearts so they cannot find out from beginning to end the work which God has done. I recognize, this is the key, I recognized that there is nothing better than to rejoice and do well during life. And I think that is the key point here when discerning what season are I in, am, am I in, what season are I in, what season am I in, what season are we in, and how do we ensure that we are in a good season? How do we get into a good season? And that key of rejoicing and doing well in life. You know, are you rejoicing in life right now? Does your life bring you joy? Or do you feel like you're doing well in the things that are presented to you in life and your different responsibilities? And I think in part of this discerning, what do I do with summer? Or how do I treat this particular spiritual season of my life? How do I make it better? Or how do I keep it good? To ask the question, what have you been putting off? Not just spiritually, but in your life. Because when we accomplish certain things, when God entrusts to us certain responsibilities, we are doing his work by being his co-creators in the vineyard, by faithfully meeting the responsibilities he's given us by faithfully doing the things he's called us to do where he's placed us in this world. And so are there projects, hobbies, relationships that you've been putting off that really need your time now that you may have some? Um, you know, can you use the good energy from being in a good season to really reinvest and like, yeah, I want to make sure I stay on top of those things that really matter so they don't get forgotten. Or if you're in a really dark place spiritually or a desolate place, like what is inhibiting you from really investing your time and energy in the things that matter most. And so part of this might involve like the question of how do I change things up or keep doing what's fruitful? And I like using the analogy that they use in business of an 80-20 analysis because they say in business that 80% of your results come from about 20% of your work or 20% of your efforts. The same thing like in any uh, institution or like a church, 80% of the, the volunteer time and hours comes from 20% of the population. 80% of the financial contributions of your parish come from 20% of the parish. Like you find this statistic of 80-20 like showing up everywhere. And so I'd encourage you to think about your spiritual life. Like what 20% of what you do in prayer or of how you encounter God yields 80% of your joy or your results? And maybe that's not happening right now, but maybe it happened before. Maybe you know kind of what works for you. Maybe you haven't made the time for that. But how do you kind of do maybe some kind of spiritual reflection or analysis of like what really is fruitful in my life? Use that, that metric of fruitfulness to gauge like is this worth doing? 
And I, I don't mean that as a permission to then just drop everything. You know, we can't just like do away with prayer or the spiritual routine, but we do need to change it and really commit to doing the things that are most fruitful, getting the most fruitfulness and abundance from the, the smallest amount of, not the smallest amount of effort, because we want to be putting in an effort and investing time, but maybe the smallest amount of discomfort or the smallest amount of like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I really feel like doing this today. You know, our prayer life should really, as we learn what really works for us, what gives us energy, how we like to connect with the Lord, it should be something we look forward to that really energizes us. And so if you don't know what that is, I would encourage you maybe over this summer uh, or in this season that you're listening to this, maybe it's not summer when you're listening to this, you know, somewhere down the line, but to think about like what right now gives you energy and life, you know, just in general in your, in, in your life, what gives you energy, what makes you feel fulfilled? And if it's not a spiritual thing, how can you baptize it? So for instance, if like surfing gives you energy and life, can you pray the rosary while you're surfing? You know, can you talk to God while you're out on the waves when you're waiting for one? You know, can you, um, you know, imagine as you're waiting there for the, the, the right wave and all of these waves are going past you, imagining like the difficulties and struggles in your life as each wave and just allowing God to kind of minister to you in the water and see each of those kind of struggles passing by. Like, God's got it. It's, it doesn't need to be right here in the forefront of your mind right now. Like, let it go away. Like, there's so many ways you can do this. I do this at the gym. I pray the rosary on the treadmill at the gym. It gives me something to focus on. I can offer up my pain, my sweat, my effort as a prayer for other people. Um, if you like hiking, you know, treating hiking like a conversation with God. On the way to your destination, you talk to God. On the way back, you listen and you just reflect on the beauty of nature around you. Um, you know, or if you're going for a run or for a walk, like listening to a spiritual podcast, you know, or, um, you know, just talking out loud to God when you're going on a drive, like fasting from music and actually having a conversation with him or listening to really beautiful praise and worship music or traditional, uh, you know, choral Catholic music. You know, we have a whole rich tradition of liturgical music uh, that goes back to, you know, the most brilliant of composers in history, whatever it might be, like however you feel energized and enlivened, you know, whether it's art, uh, you know, sports, some kind of physical thing, some kind of emotional, mental practice, whatever. Uh, how do you baptize that? How do you baptize that? It could be as simple as like doing a puzzle or a crossword and just talking to God in the midst of it or thanking God each time you get a clue or, you know, whatever, you know, God can speak in the craziest of ways, you know? And so I think just like an old couple, an old married couple can sit together on the couch and do a crossword together. You can sit with Jesus on the couch and do a crossword with him. Like that is a, a way that you can spend time with him in prayer. And I think a really good opportunity uh, especially if you're going into summer or if you're going into a new season. This is also a time of transition for people where maybe they graduated, maybe they transferred, maybe they're getting a new job, maybe they're moving. You know, we really have an opportunity to kind of reassess everything that we do as part of our routine. So I want to encourage you in this season of your life right now, create a spiritual routine that you put on your calendar. Okay, don't just say like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do this or I want to do this, because when it comes to the open ended summer schedule, you know, you're going to say yes to the cool opportunities and those are going to get on your calendar first. And if you don't calendar prayer and sacraments first, then they're just going to get moved to the wayside and you're going to realize like, oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't really end up doing that. I didn't, quote unquote, have time for it. You did have time for it before you blocked that time for something less important, even though it might be good and fruitful and enjoyable schedule your spiritual routine first. Okay. So what might that involve? Maybe morning and evening prayer, you know, morning offering 
uh, and an examine in the evening or something like that. You know, a way that you can offer the day to the Lord, give him thanks, walk through your day and see like, okay, here, Lord, here's where I might need you today. And at the end of the day, you know, offering thanksgiving, offering prayers for the things that happened or the people you encountered, uh, prayers of contrition for the ways that you could have done better, looking ahead at tomorrow, like that's all part of the Ignatian examine, doing that in two parts or, you know, maybe you can pray the liturgy of the hours in the morning or the evening or just spontaneous prayer, whatever it is, but a morning offering and some kind of nightly prayer. Uh, maybe setting alarms on your phone for noon and or three o'clock, you know, at noon every day is traditional people pray the Angelus. Uh, a Marian prayer that's very short and simple. Uh, you can look that up very easily. And at 3 p.m., people pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which takes, you know, five to seven minutes, depending on how fast you say it. So it's a very, it's uses a rosary, but it's just a quicker uh, devotion. Um, you know, things like saying grace before meals, blessing yourself when you're driving around, you pass a church, making the sign of the cross. Those are little things you can do to orient your routine, your, your routine more flexibly toward the Lord. But scheduling those things in, putting alarms on your phones, putting them in your calendar, and just repeating the event every day or every week, depending on what it is, and making sure that you include in that mass and confession. And if it's summertime and your schedule's changing, try and get to a daily mass during the week. You know, like, once a week is bare minimum. Like, that's what we're all expected to do. That's what we need for our spiritual food and survival. But, like, if you were out in the world, you know, looking for food and you're like, okay, well, at least I'm surviving. Like, ideally, you'd want to be eating more, you know? And so how can we receive the Eucharist more? Like, if you go on Sundays, then maybe a Wednesday or a Thursday is a good midweek time to commit to going to a daily Mass to just get that midweek rejuvenation you need. And if you can go every day and be a daily mass communicate, that's amazing. Um, find a local parish that offers a variety of times or know the different times that you're at all your local parishes to try and go to daily mass there. Um, making sure confession is a part of that. Going to confession once a month is a, a recommendation I would have. We're required to go once a year. But I would recommend you go more frequently than that, just, again, to keep that spiritual strength up. And if you slip up, make sure you get to confession at your very next opportunity, okay? And schedule that in. The moment you slip up, look up when you can go, put it in your calendar. Do not let that get rescheduled for any reason, okay? And then other things like praying the rosary or doing spiritual reading, like is there a pocket of time you can block off for yourself uh, or doing a holy hour, you know, going to adoration in the chapel and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament and spending time with the Lord, spending time in scripture or in the catechism. Those things, you need to block off time on your calendar and just put holy hour. And maybe that holy hour is you out in nature doing spiritual reading. Maybe it's you in a chapel praying the rosary. Maybe it's you uh, in a group of friends doing a Bible study, whatever it is, you know, um, and having that accountability there. If you have a men's group, an accountability group, a, a discipleship group, a women's group, whatever, a ministry you're involved in, if you want to stay consistent, put it on your calendar, okay? So that's kind of ongoing in the season, try and have that spiritual routine. And lastly, uh, this is a great opportunity during summer to look for those opportunities you can't do throughout the rest of the year. Things like retreats for yourself, um, getting started with spiritual direction. Like if you don't have a spiritual director, uh, someone who can kind of walk with you and guide you, um, kind of, it, it's not like therapy, but people call it like spiritual therapy. And if you have a priest, uh, then you can go to confession if they're a spiritual director. But, you know, if you don't know where to start, go to your local parish, ask like, you know, someone like me on a parish staff, who's the director of adult formation or ask your, especially your pastor. We're lucky, very lucky here on staff. We also have a spiritual director, uh, who's on staff, a female one. We have a, another female spiritual director who comes and uses the facilities. Uh, I offer spiritual direction to a few people, uh, uh, who ask for it. Um, and so, you know, finding out how you can do that. Um, 
going to a conference, you know, some kind of religious conference or some kind of camp, you know, with your family or with friends. You know, they offer these things for teens, for young adults, for young families, for married couples, for engaged couples, for single people, for older adults. Like they offer all a whole caveat of things like this throughout the year. But a lot of them happen during summertime. And so maybe a Steubenville Young Adult Conference or Steubenville Youth Conference or, you know, getting involved in some kind of volunteer camp or doing service project or going on a mission trip, like a pilgrimage, all these things happen. Okay. They happen all the time. They can happen and they can happen for relatively inexpensive. If you, you know, look for the right opportunities and you don't just give up after finding one that doesn't work. Okay. Um, whatever season you're in right now, know that the Lord is doing something. You know, he understands what he's doing. He's playing the long game. Remember, as it says in Ecclesiastes, there is an appointed time for everything and a time for every affair under the heavens. God knows what you need. Every desire of your, your heart, he will fulfill in some way or another beyond your wildest dreams and expectations. But recognize we have a responsibility in this season of our life to make sure that we're putting in an effort, that we are doing what our responsibilities are, that we're paying attention to what is most fruitful, throwing out the rest and really trying to anchor ourselves in a spiritual routine. And maybe that involves looking at the things that give you energy in life, baptizing them, inviting God into those different parts of your day, scheduling it on your calendar each day or each week, and taking this opportunity to maybe go on something a little more extended so you can really have an encounter with God and have that mountaintop experience to really refresh, rejuvenate, and transform you, especially if it's been a while. Uh, so I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to uh, pay attention to what this season is bringing, what you need, whether it's a good one or one that you would like to be better, and ask these discerning questions. Is this something that, as it said in Ecclesiastes 3.12, um, is it something that allows for you to rejoice and to do well? Because that is what uh, the, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing better than to rejoice and to do well during life. In the midst of that, God being having a time for everything appointed under the heavens, a time for every season, okay? And God is God in every season. He's with you in every season. And we may encounter him differently. We may experience him differently, but he is there. That's all I have for you this week. Until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. My brothers and sisters, God bless you.